Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Good Gamers. I am your host, James Smith, and today I'm joined by... See, uh, nice and simple and short. <laughs> yes, I, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love puns. Um, so, see, what have you been playing? Uh, oh, God. It's it's a list a mile long at the moment. Uh, I recently, in the last couple of weeks, got back into playing World of Warcraft. Uh, so nice. I've been running around uh, doing some RPG. Uh, I play a lot of co-op games. Uh, so I stream uh, on Twitch and a bunch of my mates uh, just join in. We play a bunch of co-op games. So uh, we played a bunch of Sea of Thieves. Uh, I've played uh, Deep Rock Galactic. We play some Forza Horizon 4. Um and then mostly like the most uh, sort of solo games that I play is sort of big open world RPG games. So The Witcher 3 is my very, very, very favorite game. Um, and then I've uh, been playing Horizon Zero Dawn uh, in the last sort of three months or so uh, as well. Uh, Assassin's Creed is another big uh, sort of franchise that I play a lot of. So mm, nice. that sort of style of game. Uh, and I've, I've recently started getting into first-person shooters, but just dipping my toe in, so... Understood, understood. I, I Me, personally, I cannot do first-person shooters. Uh, I get nauseous, and I get disoriented. I know that sounds weird, but it, it's just how I, uh, how I am. No, just... it, not weird at all. There's, there's a lot of first-person shooters that I can't play, um, so I, I have to be very selective about it, because I have the same problem. Yes. I, I get nauseous with some of them. Not all of them, but definitely some same with spider-man i actually got nauseous playing spider-man for playstation the because he was moving oh, around wow. too fast i was just like yeah. when, he, when he swings around like when he fights that's fine but when he swings around that's another reason why i don't play the batman games because he would have to yeah. you know and it just it i don't know it just i could probably take dramamine or something like that but i'm not gonna do that <laughs> yeah but you don't exactly want to have to take, you know, anti-nausea drugs just to play a video game, right? Exactly, exactly. I've never played a game that was so great that I needed to take drugs to play it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, I have some follow-up questions to your statement. Um, are you Horde or Alliance? Oh, it's a very good question. So, historically, Alliance. Uh, always played Alliance. So, like, I started playing World of Warcraft back when I was still in high school. Uh, and I played with my mum, uh, who's possibly the coolest gamer parent on the planet. Um, so we played Alliance, but this time round, I have actually rolled a Horde character for the first time ever. So it's it's a whole new world of discovery for me. Nice, nice. The I recall when I was younger, I don't know, maybe in my teens, that um, my dad uh, would play games with me. Not all the time. Like, when he had a little bit of time, he would come into the room and be like, oh, what are you playing? And then I'd be like, oh, Street Fighter yeah. or whatever. And then he'd be like, can I play a game? And I'd be like, okay, sure. You know, but he wasn't like, yeah. he I wasn't mean, like super into it. He was just wanted to spend time with me, I think. You know? Yeah, I think it's it's one of the coolest things when parents turn around and do that. Like, my mom was probably the same, but she, she actually ended up getting into World of Warcraft far more than I did. And yes. just going on raids on the weekend and the whole like, got right into it, so it's pretty cool. To be fair, I've never played World of Warcraft. I know of it. It's very popular. But And the funny story, oh, yeah. it, my dad, uh, when he was working security, he brought home 
World of Warcraft stuff for me. He's like, you play video games, here you go. And I was like, I've never played this game. And so I literally yeah. just went into a GameStop and just dropped it there. I just left it there. Yeah. <laughs> I just played, was like, they'll sell it. Uh, like, I don't need this. I was like, I could have gave yeah, it to someone, yeah. but I was just like, I'm going to leave it at GameStop. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very much the kind of game that you're either into or not, I think. Like, it's very possible. You know. And, and, and it, like, it does suck your time. So I'm being very careful uh, playing it at the moment. I'm being like, very strict because otherwise I'll just play for hours. Of course, of course. The, um, I'm, I'm sure you know of Felicia Day, right? Yes. And uh, her inspiration for the guild came from playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. 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 And, and so when I read her book, I was just like, wow, way to turn a way Because she was feeling not the best when she was playing, if you ever read her, her book, um, her first book. I haven't, I haven't yet, but yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, the game was like, was like a motivator for her. You know what I mean? I'm not going to spoil it for you. Yeah. But, you know, it it was no. it, it's I always find it cool when um you find something that you like that motivates you to do something, you know what I mean? Like it it's like for um sure, for sure. like for example, you in World of Warcraft, you know, you have an alliance, teaches you teamwork, you know, teaches you yeah. uh, respect, it yeah. teaches you a lot of things, you know. Yeah. Again, haven't played I, I think that's what I like so much about co-op games because like, you're you're not forced, but like you're voluntarily joining other people to have a collective experience. Exactly, exactly. The um, I'm sure you've played the game Among Us, right? Uh, once or twice, yeah. And and you know not, that not a lot, but it's fine. It's fine. And you know that the the general premise of the game, you understand that, right? And when I play the when I play co-op games, I generally get bored pretty easily, like doing like the like the things. So I like to, for lack of a better term, be cheeky. You know, and I would like, why didn't you do this, James? I didn't want to do it. You know, I just yeah. I, I find it more entertaining to just be like that 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 um, the craw in the side of it were, or <laughs> whatever you want to use. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah that's so where the, I get the, the entertainment. Playing the, like the devil's advocate. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in yeah. but in a fun way. I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. I'm just like, Boss. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, poking, um, poking a little fun rather than like trying to put people out. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, but um, I noticed you had mentioned Assassin's Creed earlier. Um, I get. I played that game a little bit. I haven't really, uh, you know. Uh, played it like uh the only way that i know about the game is obviously from josephine mcadams streams when she would play it the um but course, yeah. the funny thing is i actually have an assassin's creed book bag that i've had for years i don't i don't wow. you can't see it on the podcast but i can show it to you because you're in the video see it, i don't know if you can see it can you see oh, it oh that's cool yeah 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 and it's that's it's definitely awesome. it's definitely worse for wear but Call me sentimental. I well love like holding on to things. Yeah. The the person, um, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but the I actually won that in a Twitch stream. Oh, like this was back nice. in like 2017 maybe. And yep. uh, so, my friend when I got it, he was like, "You don't even like that game? Why do you? What are you doing with that book bag?" And I was just like, "My friend gave it to me, and I'm gonna wear it a lot." 
you know? Yeah, for sure. That's it's a the, gift. You use it. It's, exactly, exactly. It's like one of those things. Like, um, another thing, uh, I went to, uh, I think it was Gen Con or maybe it was another convention. I don't recall. And uh, I they were playing Jenga and I got this thing signed. I don't know if you see oh, it. Oh, nice. But it's it's yeah, signed yeah. it's signed by a lot of great right. people. It's it's signed by uh, uh, Becca Scott, uh, Xander Jean Array, uh, uh, Ivan Van Norman, you know Elisa oh, nice. T. Anyway, I'm just saying like nor- people would be like, "Oh, this is garbage. Just throw it away." And I'm like, "No, it's my precious." Yeah, yeah it's sentimental. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I I like I like having sentimental things. You know, it, to me, it's the little things, as it were. But, yeah, for sure. No, I agree. So, so, if you can remember, it's fine if you can't, the first game that you ever played. Oh. <clears throat> it's it's probably going to be a Mario game. The, so, the first console that I remember playing on was a SNES. Um, so, my brother and I owned owned a SNES when we were kids. Uh, so it, it was probably one of the, like, the earlier Mario games uh, that I really remember. And then one of the other really early games that I can remember playing is uh, Trials of Mana. Ah, okay. The, the original. Um, yeah. Which, like, only came back when they re-released it, the, the remastered one that came out last year, I think it was. And, like, all of the sounds, I was like, oh, I remember playing this as a kid. Um just because of the sounds, so, yeah. Those, those are probably the earliest ones I can remember. Now, this isn't a video game, but I just want your opinion on it. Do you know the show Reboot? Re- wait, say again? Do you know the show Reboot? You no, know- I don't. Okay, well, it was like a computer-generated show where they lived in a computer. Anyway, if you don't know it, I'm not going to... Yeah. drag it out, but the reason why I asked that was because I was talking to someone who did know it, and they were saying like, oh, that show was terrible, it was terrible then, it's terrible now, and then I was like, I guess you're gonna tell me that uh, Transformers Beast Wars was terrible too, if you ever saw Transformers Beast Wars, because it's a similar oh, thing. yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and so like, I'm thinking to myself, do I think it's a great game because I have nostalgia around it, or is it an actual great game? You know. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of that. Like, I, my memory is quite bad uh, anyway, so like remembering things from a long time ago is dodgy. But like when something hits me, like that Trials of Mana thing, like yes. hearing the sounds and stuff, I'm like, it's the best game ever. I played it as a kid. It was great. I loved it. And like, then I watched my brother playing the new one. And I was like. Probably wasn't the best game ever, but still. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. The, um, yeah. I just remember, like, playing games, like, uh, this is a really old game. It's called Shining, Shining in the Darkness, I think is what it was called. And it was a side, it was a, a typing kind of game, you know, where you had to type yeah. the answer or click the answer and then move on to the next dungeon. You ever played those? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I just remember... Uh, like similar to Zork or... Similar to Zork, yes. But this one was a little bit more yep. graphics. Gra- it had more graphics than Zork. Like, you could actually see, like, the monsters, you know, and, and stuff like that. Okay, 
Okay. You know, it was, again, it was for Sega Genesis, so it was a little bit more ahead of the graphics with Zork. Um, But yeah, and I just remember thinking how great it was and how much fun I had playing the game with my cousin, you know? And then when I got older and I played it, I was like, this game's so boring. (laughs) Yeah. It's, It's like, I think... A lot of video games when you're a kid is a lot about shared experience, especially if you've got, like, cousins or siblings. Yes. Um, that you would have played with. Like, it's very much about that shared experience. Yes. It's definitely true. Yeah. If you had to say your favorite franchise of a game, what would it be? The Witcher. The Witcher? Yes. Hands down. Closely followed by the Assassin's Creed franchise. Nice, but. Nice. The Witcher's definitely my number one. So I, I would take a guess that you've seen The Witcher show, right? Yes. Have you yep. read The Witcher books? No. Okay. That's the one thing I haven't done. They're really hard to get a hold of over here. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, For book club, living, I read the, living, the Witcher books. So. Yeah, they're on my list of things that I want to read. It's just they're not easy to get a hold of. I, I suppose I could probably find them online these days probably the easiest way to get a hold of them. I don't know if Australia does this, but here in America, you can go on uh, your local library and sometimes get the e-book. Oh, I'll have to check that out and see. They may have done that. But again, I I don't know. You know, I'm not going to just assume that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's worth checking out if it's it's there as an option. But um, I never played any Witcher game. I never saw the Witcher show and I read the books, and when I was reading the books, and we were talking about the books in book club, they were like, oh, this is a great book, you know, like, really explains the game more, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this book is weird. I'm like, how does this guy named Geralt walk by a horse, the horse gets slightly startled, and he knows that it's a demon? Like, how does Geralt know this? Oh, because he's a witcher. And I was just yeah. like, okay, you know, like, I'll yeah. just have to accept that. <laughs> I have, I have heard that the books aren't great at like explaining the lore unless you start with the right part of the series, I guess. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. it's it, like I told you before, I'll, only after reading the books, again, have, I don't have a desire to watch the show or play the games. I'm not saying that they're bad games. I'm just saying I'm not into them. But the people yeah. that had played the games, had watched the show and had read the book, said that it was like a perfect togetherness. Like, it was like a masterpiece all in one. Like, it finally made sense. Yeah, okay. Like, it was, it was like missing pieces yeah. of the puzzle kind of thing. Right, yeah. It's, it's, there's probably like gaps in each of them and you, if you put all three together... <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You get you'll, it. You uh, get you'll it. have all your answers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um... I don't know if this is the case in Australia, but do you have? Did you have arcades in the Australia, like like America had arcades? Yeah, yeah, we did. They're they're very much like a dead thing now. It's of very, course. Well, they're not completely dead, but they're few and far between. But yeah, they were really popular in the nineties. Okay, okay. Did do you remember a specific game that you always had to play, or no? If you went to them. Um. I mean, I think I probably, we didn't go a lot, but I, like, I'd probably jump on all the racing games because they were relatively easy to get tickets out of. And I think I played a lot of whack-a-mole. 
Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. There was, um, again, this is when I was younger. Uh, I, I don't know how old I was, but it, like you said, could have been in the 90s, you know. Um, but there was a pizzeria that was near my house, and they had like, uh, like a little alcove. Or, or, like, near the, the entranceway or whatever. And they had, like, a yeah. row of games that you could play. And it, the, yeah. uh, it was mostly Neo Geo games, if you're familiar with Neo Geo. And uh, it was, like, uh, King of the Monsters. And then, um, you know, like, yeah. uh, Magician Lord, Art of Fighting, stuff like that. It, point point yeah, is... I don't think I've ever played any of them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes they would have, like, Dragon's Quest... Or like X Men the video game yeah. or the Simpsons video game, sometimes they would get new games. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean. Um, and I always had fun, you know, going there and playing the games. You know, very yeah. Ch- I think we we have like we have a lot of arcades set up outside movie theaters for whatever reason. I I've never understood it, but they're always typically like the racing games, hmm. um, like the side by side jump in a car and race your buddy kind of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um. I don't know if you've ever thought of this before, but if you were to make a game, it doesn't have to necessarily be a video game. It could be any kind of game. What do you think you would come up with if you were able to make a game? Uh, I actually, it's interesting. I actually had to design, well, I did design a board game um, for a university project uh, that I did a couple of years ago. So I think like a lot of what drives me as a, human outside video games and, and that sort of thing is education yes uh and learning and so i think if i was pushed to create something i would probably create something that's uh education based in the veterinary industry because um, that's my job of course uh, of course yeah the um i don't think it airs in australia i could be wrong but in america there are like these uh educational shows that air usually on the weekend and they're, they're like called like Lucky Dog or Pet Vet or you know what I'm talking about? No? No, we don't have those here. Okay, well, basically, the people that are working on these shows, for some reason, they're always Australian or they're New Zealand. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they, the pleasantness of them. I, I really don't know. But it's usually like, oh, so-and-so brought in a dog and we have to look at the dog oh, this dog is, is, is in pain, we need to help him. And then, and then it's like, well, they help the dog, and then you go to the commercial, and it'll be like, lucky is right, it's rain, ba 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 you know? Yeah. I mean, we've got, like, so, like, we produce a lot of shows over here. Like, I don't know if it's it would air over there, but Bondi Vet is, like, really popular over here. Um, so it's a veterinary-based show, and they're, you know, in a specialist clinic and all of that. It's not education-based, it's more you know, entertainment value. Of course. Um, I can't watch them as a working veterinarian. I just, I watch them and I cringe. Of course, of um, course. Because you know how much of it's done for TV drama, I suppose. Yes. Because um, they, they yeah. usually say that, like, kind of- when you're in the field and you watch someone doing something you're doing, you're like, oh, they're not doing it right. They're not doing it. You yeah, know? well, it's, it's not necessarily that they're not doing it right. It's just, like, you know how much is amped up and made extra just for tv of course so. of course like uh as i and i may have mentioned to you off the podcast but uh i i went to school for audio engineering and uh my teacher she would talk about like oh we're gonna watch this clip from a movie watch how they're audio engineering and then 
then she would be like, this is what they did wrong, you know? And, 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 yeah. and, and, and it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's, and, yeah. and like, I remember uh, in Wayne's world, you, you saw Wayne's world. Okay. Do you remember? Yeah, long time ago, but yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but in the end scene or close to the end scene where Tia Carrere is playing the guitar, you know, to, to ensnare Mr. Big to get the contract. And uh, she's not playing the guitar, if you look. She's just moving around. And so, so, like, my teacher was like, this is the worst recording session ever. They didn't even plug in the guitar. It was, like, it was, it was very funny. <laughs> yeah. It's all those little things that, like, once you're trained in that industry or that profession, like, you... you pick up all of the weird TV mistakes. It's like, I used to love watching medical dramas when I was younger. And now that I have medical training, like, yes, it's veterinary medical training, but a lot of it is applicable to humans. I can't watch them anymore. Mm. Because, like, I watch them and I'm like, that you wouldn't do that. Like, that that doesn't work. I can't remember the name of the show. Maybe, I could be wrong, but there's a show where the guy, uh, he would get injured, right, or whatever, and then they would go to a doctor, and the doctor was a veterinary doctor. He wasn't an actual doctor, like uh, a human doctor. Yeah. And he'd, yeah. be, he'd be like, I'm a veterinarian doctor. He's like, I'm not going to be the best at helping you. And he's like, you just need to do this simple thing. And it was just like, it was like a funny scene. Um, I can't, yeah. again, I can't yeah. remember it, but... I mean, like, yeah. But like a lot of our training is applicable to humans. It's just we're all very reluctant to do it. But in an emergency, of course. we can. Of course, of course. It's still medical yeah. training. I just thought it was funny. I think it was, I think it was, 100% sure. I think it was that Canadian show with the drunk people. What's the name of it? I'm, t- I'm spacing out on uh, the name. It's very popular in Canada. They were popular here. Guy had glasses, bubbles is his name. Oh, the Trailer Park Boys. Oh, I've got no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the the Trailer Park Boys. I think one of them goes to a veterinarian because he thinks he can't afford a regular doctor, so he goes to a veterinarian or something like that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a a funny show. Um, But uh, has anyone ever uh, come over to you and like, are you a doctor? And you're like, I'm a doctor. Yeah, you ever done that? Like anyone been like that or no? Uh, I've I've done it in like the the cheeky sense. So like not not I've never answered that question genuinely if someone is looking for a doctor. Yeah. Um, because it's, they're normally looking for a human doctor, right? <laughs> um, so like basic basic first aid, more than happy to help. But uh, anything more serious than that, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I think that would be funny if like let just say for an example, you're on a plane, and then someone's like. Yeah. Doctor in the house, and you stand up and you're like, clarification, please. <laughs> yeah. Can you I mean, be more I specific? <laughs> I mean, I, I treat I treat cows for a living, so that's that's my my day job is is livestock, and I don't think humans want me treating them how we treat cows. Yes, yes. It's very very different. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I don't know if this is a trigger warning for the audience, but uh, a while back, uh, again, I don't drink milk. I drink almond milk. You know, because it, I was told by my doctor it's a lot more healthier for me. So, yeah. but uh, I found out that there is cow mucus in the milk. Like, uh, it, it, it's a bit of a fallacy. Like, oh, okay. There's, 
yeah there's there's various things there's various components that go into milk and a lot of it gets filtered out so yes. it's a matter of what goes in versus what hits the shelf for the consumer i got you because um, because yeah. like yeah. um i've had i've had unpasteurized milk straight from the cow yeah and then i've had very pasteurized milk and they taste completely different two different things and so I was like, oh, yeah, they're very, very different. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, it's like maybe the doctor's on to something. But again, I'm not an, not an expert. I don't know if he's an expert. <laughs> you know how it is. People give you facts. You're just like, OK, I'll have to agree with you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I think a lot of the time with stuff like that, like the proof is in how you feel. Like if, if you feel better cutting that out of your diet versus having it in your diet, well, then that's that's what works for you. Exactly. Exactly. There, like when I started. Uh, when I had to change my diet, I was basically eating things and then seeing how my body reacted to them. And I was like, oh, this isn't a good yeah. reaction. I'll stop doing that. You know, uh, exactly. Like I used yeah. to get migraines a lot. And ever since I changed my diet, I don't get migraines anymore. So it's like yeah. It, it, yeah. it works out nicely in that way. So have you ever gone to uh, any video game conventions or anything video game related like in a grand scale or no no i i had plans uh just before covid hit uh to go to uh effectively it's, it's comic-con here um but it's nothing like comic-con overseas um so that that was the first convention that i was going to go to and then obviously everything kind of shut down so uh, it's it's not been something I've historically done. We don't have a lot of conventions over here either. Um, being being stuck at the bottom of the world doesn't really uh, entice many people to come down here. Huh. So. Is is it is it called like Ozcon or something like that or no? Uh, no, it's it's called Comic Con. It's just really tiny. Oh, okay. Um, so it's probably like a branch of the Comic Cons that happen over there, and we do get PAX. PAX uh, Australia, here, yeah. but it's normally yeah, it's normally happens in Melbourne rather than Sydney. Although they, I think they sometimes share it. Hmm. Um, so it means traveling to another state, which which sounds like inconsequential, but like traveling to Melbourne for me is you know it's either a fourteen hour drive or a a plane flight that's not cheap so of course of course the um traveling in general can can be expensive you know uh even in the united states like um yeah. a lot of times when i would plan to go to a convention or something i would be like what is cheaper getting on a train going on a plane getting some sort of like yeah. carpool going on you know you know some people exactly yeah it, it takes it takes a bit to get to some of the conventions so exactly exactly the um one of the conventions i believe it was pax unplugged they had um like a tournament and uh, these people were playing some weird game i have no idea what it was um but they were they had to like relay information with each other but it got faster and faster as the rounds progressed so they had to do it quicker and quicker and um the team that won the guys that ran it, I don't know if they're the owners of it or whatever, but they, they were like, okay, now that you've won the convention, you get to pick uh, any PAX convention you want and you'll get there for free. Everything will be covered. And of course, yep. people picked PAX Australia because how often do you get to go to yeah. Australia for free, right? 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. It's not cheap to get here. It's not cheap to leave here either. Like getting flights out of this country is ridiculous. But but trying to come in as well, like there's a lot of hoops to jump through just because I mean we can impose those sorts of things because we're an island. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's very similar to yeah. Hawaii in a way. Even though Hawaii is part of America, yeah. but the um. I just have a question. Again, I'm not trying to be offensive with this question, but has anyone visited Australia and then done a poor Australian accent and then someone got angry at them? Or are they just like, whatever? Um, I mean, we as a people, I, I'm going to speak on behalf of all Australians here, we're of very course. relaxed. Yes. Um, so I, I, like, I would never get offended with someone trying to do an Australian accent. Most of the time when people do an Aussie accent, they end up sounding like New Zealanders to me. Um, it's, it's a unique accent. Like my accent is not representative of an Australian because I've lived overseas a lot. Um, so I've kind of got a mishmash. So I'm not, I, I'm not a, a typical example of how an Aussie would sound. Of course, uh, of course. I suppose. At least not to me. I hear you. Um, but yeah, I, 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 we, we typically just, it's, it's more funny than anything when people try. And I think that's in general with any accent, you know, um, but uh, uh, much like you had said before, where, you know, you've traveled around and whatnot, uh, when I would go to places in New York or in, in America, you know, they, they would be like, where are you from? And I'd be like, I'm from New York. And they'd be like, you don't sound like you're from New York. You know, and I'm like, yeah. what, you want me to do the accent for you? Is 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 that what you want? You know, and, and, and I, 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 you know, yeah. I oblige them because it's funny. But, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I can't, I can't get like a, a traditional Aussie accent back. It's just, it, this is what it is now. I can't. Of course, know. of course. So, yeah, no, you, don't worry about it. They, um, uh, much yeah. like Australia and, and, and any part of the world, each where you live has their own accent. Like there are multiple accents in New York alone. We have we have upstate oh, yeah, New York. Yeah. We have Brooklyn. We have Queens. We have Manhattan. You know Long Island's. Yeah. You know it's it's people that think they're from New York, but they're actually from New Jersey. <laughs> I just it's it's I'm just joking. Yeah, um, it's. Yeah, uh, it's the same here though. Like you'll, you'll, you know, Sydney siders sound different to people from Melbourne to people from the bush. Like yes. it's, it's so different. Have you yeah. ever seen the show? I think I don't know what it's called. It's called Wrecked. It was on. Uh, it's it's about these people that they crash on an island, and it's like people from all different countries. Like they were like on a tour. It's very similar to Lost, but it's a comedy Lost. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, okay, I've, I think I've heard of the name, but I, I've never watched it. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, they had this guy, um, I can't remember his name, and he was from New Zealand, and yeah. everyone thought that he was Australian, and he he was <laughs> yeah. just like, he's like, I'm I'm New Zealand, you can't tell by my accent I'm New Zealand? <laughs> and, and, and they're like, oh, he's, blah, 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 you know, whatever funny line they'd say to him. And... Yeah. Um, again, just just from my observation, again, I don't live in Australia, nor do I live in New Zealand, but it seems like, in my observation, that New Zealanders have like a a, a higher tone in their speech, and Australians have a more lower tone in their speech. You know, again, not, yeah, not an I would expert. agree. Like to me, New Zealanders sound more like they speak nasally, so they speak in their nose, so it's more a head sound rather than a chest sound. Yes. Yes. Um, 
when I was uh, when I was going to school, we had to take this class called voice and diction, which is where they teach you about like the phonetic alphabet and like uh, uh, you know the lung breathing versus diaphragm breathing, you know, like and stuff like that, and and like how to control the sounds coming out of your mouth by the way that your tongue is placed and whatnot. You know, it was very interesting. Like it was a whole thing. And they were talking about dialect and like, and like, oh, if you're an actor, voice and diction is very good for you because it will help you nail the accents, you know, or at least come close to them. Like, um, uh, for example, uh, what's that guy who played Captain Boomerang in, in the movie, uh, Suicide Squad. Did you ever see Suicide Squad? It's like Ty something or anyway, he's an Australian actor. He's an Australian actor, and he's played an American in a few films, not just Captain Boomerang. And and it's just like, he was like, I don't know how long he he did it, but he's he's like a spot, like a clean American accent. You know what I mean? Like when people learn an accent, it's very clean cut. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, no, it does. It does. it's it almost borders on artificial, but if you if you're very good at it, they can make it sound natural. In, in indeed, indeed. So, um, is there any game that you wish would come back and be remade, or do you think that remakes are pointless? Oh, uh, I I don't think remakes are pointless because. It's nice to see games that you connected with a while ago come up to speed, I suppose, with current graphics and that sort of thing. I think the the problem that comes around is when everyone expects a remake to be exactly the same as what they remember when they first played it, mm. which doesn't ever happen. Like, you know, we were, we were mentioning earlier that it's like, is it that nostalgia thing that made that game good? Exactly. In your head, or was it the game is genuinely good? So I think remakes have a place, but I think a lot of pressure is put on remakes. Of course, um, of course. To to be as good as what people remember, which is never the case. I had that um, similar. There's continue. Oh, I was just gonna say, there's 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 no game in particular that I think I I would want to see come back. Okay, okay. The um that comes to mind. I um. As you know about the the Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy remake, the seven one, the um, yeah. I had uh, played the original many times. Like that was my favorite one, and um, and then when the remake, I was like, oh yeah, I'm so excited. I was telling my friends, I was like, yeah, we get to go to the Golden Saucer, you know, gamble and whatnot. And then I was like, oh, it's being into parts, and the Golden Saucer is not going to be in this part. And I was just like, oh man, and uh, but I got the game. Yeah. And and I played it. It's very visually pleasing, you know. Like I like I like the the art style and stuff like that. But it's like um, completely different, you know. Like I'm used yeah. to like the one attack and then move on, you know. And in this one, yeah. it's like it's like you have to be uh, be very active with your your battle thoughts. You know what I mean? You got to shift out of the way and you got to press this button to do it. It's like very ATB act and. and it took me a while to get used to that, where you know, because yeah. like, I know Kingdom Hearts probably was the first game that I played that was free forming. You know, like it was like you could run around and attack the enemy. You don't have to stand here in one line. So, 
It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's just me being grumpy, but, uh, but you know. I don't know. I think, again, it's that, you know, I played this when I was younger and, you know, I remember it going this way and now it's different. And it's like, well, is it different and bad or is it just different? And, yes. You know, like it's, it's so hard to know because you've already got that prior experience. Exactly. Exactly. The, uh, yeah. the thing I always wonder is, like you said before, is like, am I judging this game too harshly because it's not meeting my expectations or am I judging this game harshly because it's an actual bad game you know what i mean like like it it has bad sound quality bad controls bad artwork you know bad storyline yeah well it's the whole cyberpunk conundrum that we've got at the moment like it it was a highly anticipated game and you know bought it and, and hyped up a lot and then you know whether it didn't deliver, or you know people just were ex- their expectations were so high. Yes, um, and I know there's been a lot of bugs on the console side of things in particular. But like I have it on PC, and I like, I've played it a bit. I haven't truly gotten into it. It's it's one of those games that I'm going to have to come back to 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 sit down and start over. Um, but I haven't encountered any bugs that that break my immersion or take me out of the game. Yes, um, but I also didn't have expectations that were astronomically high. Of course, of um, course. So, yeah, it's interesting, the it, amount of expectation that people place on, on a game. It is, it is definitely the case. Uh, like, I I had bought Cyberpunk on launch day, or at least a day after. And uh, yep. I was like, well, you know, everyone's excited for this game, so I'll give it a try. I wasn't, like, full on board with Cyberpunk. I was just like, all right, I guess I'll give it a try if everyone's trying it. And so I yeah. I got the game and I, I was playing it and then I just the like it the I don't know if it was just the the city itself or or the actions that were going on but it made me very nauseous you know so I was like oh, yeah. oh I guess yeah what's that first person view again yeah yeah I was like I don't know if I don't know if I could play this game because I was excited to play it because you know Erica Ishii is in the game and she's you know pretty yeah. cool lady so I was like support her. But I was just like, uh, you know, I guess I can't play it. You know, like, like you said, it's it's yeah. a health issue. You yeah. know, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's so variable. What, like, what your experience with the game is going to be as well. Uh, it's very true. It's very you know, true. What? Yeah. I have a, a question uh, about the the gaming industry in general in Australia. I don't know how on the button you are because you're a veterinarian, but. What would you say the uh, the realm of video gaming is in Australia? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know that I've got any insights into that. Uh, to be honest, I, I it's it's the kind of industry that like I would love to be more involved in, I suppose. But when when my day job is being a vet, it's kind of hard to to dip your toe into there. But like I'd, I'd say, like it's it's a solid industry here, um, and I know there's a lot of companies that are based here um, that you know do develop some cool games uh, and that sort of thing. And I, I'd love to, you know, somehow get involved with that kind of industry. But it's also knowing the right people and who to go and talk to and and that sort of thing, which I just don't. Of course, yeah, I understand. The um, uh, I was just thinking, did you ever play Neopets as a child or no? Or do you not know what they are? I know what Neopets are. Like, our equivalent over here, I suppose, was Tamagotchis. Ah, okay. 
if you guys ever had Tamagotchis, yeah, yeah so they were, they were sort of the handheld little, like, push a button to feed it uh, kind of thing. That was that was our jam. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Did Would you say at all, I'm not saying this is the case, would you say at all that game kind of inspired you to work towards being a veterinarian or something completely different? Uh, no, something completely different. I mean, I, I never aspired to be a vet when I was younger. Um, I actually wanted to go into sports psychology hmm. uh, to start out with because I really enjoy sort of understanding how people tick. Um, but that it didn't work out. Uh, and so, the, like, the primary reason that I went into veterinary medicine is because it's an industry that I will always learn in. Um, it's it's the kind of industry where you can't know everything. Um Valid. You know, which is which is the joy of any medical field, really. They evolve too fast for you to know everything, so you're constantly learning. They had a... I was watching this thing. I think it was Henry, Henry Ford's Innovation Nation, which is one of those programs that's on Saturday or Sunday. I like watching a lot of educational and documentary stuff, so... Um, but they were oh, talking... Oh, I'm the same. I'm the same. Because <laughs> it's either game shows... Or documentaries. And then occasionally I'll watch like a horror show or something like that. Majority of the time I'm watching Twitch. You know, as you, so I, I just love Twitch. Uh, anyway, point being is that they had an interview and they were talking about Nikolai, Nikolai Tesla or Nikola Tesla. Uh, anyway, point is the guy who invented, uh, you know, the alternating current. And uh, he, uh, he was very focused in on his studies. He, you know, he, as far as I know, he didn't date, he didn't marry, didn't have any kids. And I, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, that's dedication right there. Like, when, what point of his yeah. life was he like, you know what? I'm just going to dive headfirst into this. You know, it's very interesting to, to see, like, yeah, I, the changes. Yeah, it's like where, where that passion is and, and what what do you want to follow? Like what makes you get out of bed every day kind of thing? Exactly. Exactly. The, uh, not, not, I was watching a long time ago. Uh, I don't know if you know about wrestling at all or WWE or anything like that. Um, only a very little bit. I used to watch it when I was a kid, like eight or nine or so. Yes. Um, but not for a long time. Yeah. When, when I was younger, the, uh, my brother, he wanted to be a wrestler. He, he, he was training and everything like that. And, um, they had this show uh, in America. It was called Tough Enough. And it was a reality show where you ran through the training of becoming a wrestler. And if you did well in the training, you became a wrestler. And you got, you know, wow. to work for WWE. And this was yeah. before John Cena. You know John Cena is, right? It was of before course. John Cena <laughs> was a wrestler. And uh, wow. I think the guy who won the first season was called Maven, but that's irrelevant. Uh, my brother's gimmick was that he was a white thug like John Cena because he yep. loved rap music. He was just a big muscle head. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, that's a good gimmick. That's a good gimmick because um, it's just the way that we grew up. You know, we would, you know, we listened to a lot of rap music. I don't know. I don't know. It's just how we grew up. But, and I, he was like, I'm not going to do this by myself. So I said, okay, I'll do it with you. Now, I am not athletic. I do exercise. And I am not a yeah. big guy, you know. So I was like, maybe I could be a luchador or something like that. 
you know, which is like a quick, <laughs> quick wrestler, flips around and stuff. Um, yeah. And so my brother, eventually, he decided that he didn't want to do that. And uh, he ended up, you know, going into uh, corporate, corporate America. He works for Estee Lauder. But I just well, remember yeah. think, thinking to myself, like, I was like, oh, if my brother really wants to do this, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to be like a tag team or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I don't know if I could physically be an athlete, you know, like, yeah, because it was very interesting because my uh, my cousin. She married an athlete, my cousin on my mom's side, and he said that uh, he was uh, he was a professional athlete. Uh, he was a hockey player, and uh, he said that like once he got like to a certain amount of injuries, he was just like, "I'm out. It's done." <laughs> He's like, "Cause sure. it's one of the I, things I you have to deal with." Thing. Yeah, because you know, yeah. it's it's like uh, I'm sure that you've seen like professional athletes in person, right? At least once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're huge people, right? You know? <laughs> For yeah, the most well, part. I mean, depending on the sport that they're playing, but yeah, they are. They're, they're fit as, like, it's exactly. insane. The only time I've seen a small athlete is usually a jockey or something like that, or, or a gymnast. And even gymnasts are bigger yeah. than me. <laughs> you know, so it's like... Yeah. So it's like, that takes dedication, you know? And, uh... Yeah. It's a lot of time, but again, it's, you know, where's your passion, so... Exactly, and so, uh, when we were watching the show, Tough Enough, uh, because we're going to enter it, Triple H came out, who was a wrestler, and he was like, he's like, I hope you all here have passion, because otherwise, I'm going to get kicked out right away. He's like, I live this business, I eat this business, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, that could work for anything, it doesn't have to be wrestling, like, you are a veterinarian. You put in your best effort as a veterinarian, I would assume. You know, and uh, yeah, it's just you know, it's yeah, it, and that's that's it. Like I think you know, and I think it's sometimes hard for people to understand as well. Like yes, it's a passion and and that sort of thing, but there's also like your passion in your career, and then there's passion in your life, um, and they don't have to be the same thing. Um, sometimes they are and that's great and so like you know tesla would be an example of that his passion was his career um and so that was his life's work but i think a lot of people fail to realize that you can be passionate about your work but also not want that in your personal life and i'm very like i'm very much like that my my i love my work and i'm very passionate about it and i love helping my patients and my clients but i actually don't like bringing that work home with me understood understood. Um, you know to me that's work and my personal life is is very separate to that. Um, yeah. Have you seen the show Seinfeld or no? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the episode where George is trying to separate his work life from his independent from his his friend life? And he's like, "You're killing independent George." You remember that? That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, vaguely, vaguely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, I know that my references. Huge, though, like, yeah. Um, I'm bad with pop references anyway, so don't 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 worry about that. But I, I think it's really important for people to remember that, you know, you don't have to let work be all consuming. You can still be fantastic at your job, um, but you know, leave it there and go home. Of course, of course. I hundred percent agree. If um again, I know that you don't have this vast knowledge of the industry, but if you see were to take over any company 
that dealed in games, what would be the first thing you would demand a change in or remove or whatever you want to use? Oh, God. Oh, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's both easy and incredibly difficult to answer that question. Um, I think one of the biggest problems in the video game industry at the moment is diversity and representation. Um, like, to me, that's a given. So, you know, coming from someone who's part of the queer community, uh, like, we're vastly underrepresented in most games. Um, and I, I think that's a big problem that needs solving. And not, not just that, like, people of colour are vastly underrepresented. Um, and there's so many different stories out there that can and should be told. Um, but I think if I had the choice, that, that would be one of the things that I would try and push for or try and foster is to, to explore other people's stories that we haven't heard. Hmm. That's, that's very true. I, I agree with you on that one. The, um, I, I don't know how much of a fan you are of creating characters in video games, like where they give you the option to create a character. That's what, like oh, one yeah. of one of my favorite things to do, is create a character, yeah. and so I'll be like, oh, this person has green skin and you know blue eyes and you know so, something like that, or oh, this person is a man but he likes to wear a dress and then you know, like I like to really really explore like because it's create a character, it's it's my imagination. I want to see what I'm making, sure. you know, and yeah, I, I mean. Character creation is that kind of thing. Like, you've got two options. You can create a character that looks like you because you want that immersion to put yourself in that video game. Or you get the choice to create someone who's completely different to you and have an experience to try and experience the, the world, I suppose, in inverted commas. Yes. In someone else's shoes. Very true. Yeah. Very true. I always found it weird to make myself in video games because I was like, I see myself every day. I don't want to see myself in the video game. <laughs> So so let me just make yeah, something yeah. like um like in this game that that is you know something out of the out of the blue. One person actually came to me and was like, "Hey, can you create characters for me?" And I was like, "No, you can do it yourself." Yeah. But, yeah, find something you want to explore. And like I I I think that's the the one of the great joys of tabletop RPGs. Like I've I've I'm not someone who's ever played. Um, I've never sat down at a tabletop RPG table and rolled dice. Okay. Um, but I can genuinely appreciate the process of character creation and exploring the world as someone else. Yes. I think it's a very valuable experience. The um, A while back, uh, the, um, I think it's the same people, Stream of Blood, that did uh, a Vampire the Masquerade kind of thing at a convention I went to. Well, you could play Vampire the Masquerade with other people. Um, and uh, I picked a character that was uh, a Gra Gangrel, I believe. And, um, yep. and uh, you know, the, the guy was like, here's your character sheet. You can do whatever you like with your character. And I was like, I was like oh, cool. Can I do this? And he was, just, he was like, we have a rule in the, this game. He says, if people are uncomfortable with your character... We will remove that aspect. Otherwise, you can do whatever you want. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. So I made my character, like, um, literally asexual. He had no genitalia. <laughs> and, and I thought it was the That's coolest. Awesome. Yeah, I thought it was the coolest thing. And uh, yeah. I don't know, like, if if everyone else was comfortable with it, if they were just going along with it. But I was just like... He's like, okay, what's the backstory of your character? And I was like, yeah, when my guy got turned, 
he got attacked by a wolf shortly after that, and the wolf bit off his genitalia. <laughs> and this was before the change, so it didn't grow back. And I just thought that yeah. was I just yeah, thought yeah. that was interesting. Uh, I apologize to you listeners if you find this gross, but I just thought it was amusing. <laughs> Oh, but it's it's one of those things, like, it gives you the option to explore, you know, that in an environment that is typically safe, you know, like, it's, that's not something you can go and do in the real world. Exactly, exactly. I certainly wouldn't want that to happen. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think, you know, RPG, like, tabletop RPGs in particular give you that, that ability and that freedom to go and explore those, those aspects and those potentials. Indeed, indeed. The, um... One of the, uh, I remember one of the first times that I played Dungeons and Dragons. I haven't played that many of them. But uh, the uh, the person that I was playing with was very s- s- boxed in with the way that you play it. You know? He had the books and everything. And he was just like, this is how the character is supposed to be. Do not stray from this character. You have like, They were very strict. You know what I mean? And I was right. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this isn't fun when you're giving me all these rules. I'm like, it's a game. Let me play the game. It doesn't seem like I'm playing the game, you know? And, uh. No, I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's like a fine line of, like, if you're a, D, a GM or a DM where you, you want the characters to have fun, but you also want to keep them in line, you know? So it's like a thin line. I think. Yeah, it's a fine balance, and finding the right players at your table, I think, is, is step one. Exactly, exactly. If you're more open to having an experience as opposed to following the, the rules to a T, like, I get it, the rules are there for a reason, but, you know, mm. I don't think it's end all be all. You know, that's just my yeah, opinion. I agree. I think, like, you know, as I said, I've never played, but uh, I think if I do you know, the, the style of play would not be, I'm, I'm not a stickler for the rules when it comes to that kind of thing. I think the, the story is the fun part. Exactly, exactly. Like, uh, I, me personally, I played with people that are very competitive and people that aren't so competitive. And me, I'm not competitive at all. I just want to play the game. So, you know, and, yeah. uh, and then, you know, like the people that are competitive are like, oh, you're not trying hard enough. Come on, try hard enough. And I'm just like, I'm trying to enjoy the game. It's it's amusing, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. um, but uh, yeah. this. I'm just curious about this. Um, now, this doesn't have to be game related or anything like that. It's completely on you. See, um, if you had a piece of advice to share with anybody, like, you know, what would that be? What would what would be that one piece of advice that you would want to part partake on somebody or share rather? Uh, I suppose uh, the the easiest way to answer that is to share, I suppose, my motto or my creed for life um, and, and how I try and a- approach things. Uh, it's it's a very simple phrase, uh, and I, I actually have it tattooed on me. It's, while I breathe, I hope. Hmm. Um, and, and to me, it's the perfect way to say, that, you know, while you're alive and while you're here, just have hope for something um, and, uh, you know, you can you can work towards whatever it is that you want to. Um, whatever you want to apply yourself to, but you know, keep keep yourself going, uh, and and don't lose, don't lose sight uh, of the possibilities that are out there. Mm, that's great. That's some good advice right there. I I would agree with you that that that's uh, something to impart. <laughs> um, well, this is the part of the show where, if you would like, you could share your social media 
with someone if they want to get in contact with you. If they don't, if you don't want that, you can easily just say no, thank you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I stream on Twitch, uh, so I'm more than happy to welcome more people to my community. So twitch.tv slash C-T-B, so C-W-E-T-W-E-B-W-E-88. Uh, so that's that's my Twitch handle. It's the same handle on Twitter uh, if you want to follow me there. Those are probably the easiest places to find me. All right, great. And thank you very much for uh, being on the, uh, on my podcast. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. And I appreciate your words. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great. You're welcome. Uh, Until next time, everybody. GG.